buddies. What's up? It's Concert Buddy. Back with another episode here on Vinyl Community Podcasts. Doing something a little different than we've done with some of these interviews in the past and that there is, my guest is part of the vinyl community in a way, but more so provides a service for the vinyl community. And that is, I'm speaking with Jeremy Ediger, who works for Vinyl Storage Solutions. And Vinyl Storage Solutions is my go-to place for my outer sleeves, but they do a lot more than just outer sleeves. We'll get into that in a second. But if you've been watching the vinyl community content for a few years, you go back to Frank Landry, Channel 33 RPM, featured a guy named Mike, the founder of Vinyl Storage Solutions, a couple of years ago on his channel, and he kind of came up with this really unique product that is an outer sleeve, really tight film, tight corners, protects your corners, but the kind of was a game changer and where I've been kind of changing my entire collection over is these dual pocket outer vinyl sleeves, outer vinyl sleeves, protect your jacket, but then you also have a second pocket where you can pull your record out, ease of access after you seal it, very clear display, really great presentation and storage for your record, keep the dust out, keep it nice and firm. If you drop it for whatever reason, they have these really tight corners on the plastic, great product but they offer other products. They have Gatesville-specific sleeves, sleeves specific for 10-inch records, 45s, box sets, inner sleeves, 45 adapters, all kinds of great stuff. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk to someone from Vinyl Storage Solutions was just wanted to learn a little bit more about the company because obviously as a customer, I know what I know from what I've purchased and trial and error and tried certain products and you know sampled others and so forth, but just want to kind of get a different perspective outside of a lot of these interviews I've been doing for the vinyl community at large. Because to me, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the vinyl community is a lot more than the folks on YouTube. So I want to hear from different voices of different parts of the vinyl community because as you'll find out in the talk, uh, Jeremy is a record collector himself. And so when you kind of lead with that passion in your work, you know, I'm not going to say that cheesy thing, well, you never work a day in your life if you love what you do, because work, work, right? I'm not going to kid around about that, but it's always fun to interact and learn more about other collectors, and particularly collectors who are kind of close to certain parts of the hobby, manufacturing, production, product design, what have you, and that's kind of where we find this conversation with Jeremy. Side note, if you've never sampled or tried their sleeves before or any of their products in their portfolio, they've been kind enough to offer a first-time purchase code for 10% off your purchase if you enter at checkout VCP10 at checkout. It's exclusive for Vinyl Community Podcast listeners. You see what they did there, VCP? Thank you very much. <laughs> but I would highly encourage you. I'm not trying to sell you on anything. I think their product speaks for itself, and I wouldn't be repping something I obviously don't use myself. So I'm happy to kind of partner with them and they were kind enough to offer this code. So if you've never used their products before, if you just need rice poly inner sleeves or if you just need box set casing or whatever you need, check out their portfolio, check out their website. I'll put all the information in this show notes for you to kind of check out. And again, VCP, 10% off your purchase if you are so inclined. Anyway, enough of a lead in. Appreciate you watching and listening to this podcast. Let's get into the conversation now. And you thought vinyl left. You're listening to the Vinyl Community Podcasts. Everything vinyl. All 
All right, buddies, welcome back to another episode here on Vinyl Community Podcasts. I am joined today by Jeremy Edinger. Did I say that right? Jeremy Edinger? Edinger. Edgar, Edgar, yes, sir. There we go. <laughs> but it's more commonly pronounced the way you did it. So, I, well, I, I apologize. That's probably that's probably that's me uh, me showing through there. But uh, a vinyl storage solutions, my go-to outer sleeve and other vinyl accessory dealer. Jeremy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. We got a uh, day off up here today, so I've just been sitting around. It's a nice day out. Went for a little walk. Oh. oh man! Well, I'm sorry. Sorry to impede on my ah, day. <laughs> that's fine. Awesome. Well, well, I appreciate you joining me. I wanted to talk to, to you about a couple things. One, uh, vinyl storage solutions. Again, I said it in the intro. It's, it's my go-to for. I love you guys. Uh, dual pocket outer sleeves. It's like my go-to. I actually need to place another order. When we're filming this, I think you guys are doing this for the holiday. The timing couldn't have been better. So, so I'm very appreciative about yeah, that for sure. yeah just starting the sale today yeah timing for me but um love to kick it off just kind of if you wouldn't mind walking us through the origins of vinyl storage solutions and we'll go from there yeah so vinyl storage solutions it started um about five years ago honestly i i don't know the whole story of how it started but um started by a guy named mike sarazen here in winnipeg and uh you know he's vinyl enthusiast uh, hardcore audiophile for sure and okay. he just uh, he wasn't happy with what was out on the on the market. He wanted something clearer, something more durable, and came up with the idea to use this cast polypropylene to make these outer sleeves. And I mean, you've seen the results; they're uh, they're pretty clear. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, he definitely uh, definitely achieved his goal when he was setting out to make something that's uh, you know peak standard on the on the market. No, I 100% agree with you. Do uh, is it safe to say that? I mean, it's a crowded space when it comes to oh, yeah, you know sure. all all the accessories and sleeve records and inner sleeves and all that kind of stuff. So um, before we get into like the long, like deep assortment you guys have on your website, um, is that kind of front of mind for you guys in terms of such a competitive landscape that obviously you guys do have this unique value proposition and these outer sleeves and clarity and the dual pocket and all that kind of stuff. But is that kind of front of mind of how to fit, you know, obviously you guys have this great product, but also keep it current and kind of see what other competitors are up to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you're in a, in a crowded market like that, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of things. And, uh, you know, we like to think that the dual pocket's pretty innovative, pretty sweet. Uh, and, uh, People like it, so yeah, that's that's something we're always thinking of. We're always looking at, um, you know, right now box set sleeves are a big thing for us. So uh, another thing that, you know, they're out there and they're they usually have these weird little corners or whatever, and they crinkle. So Mike and you know he said, okay, well let's see what we can do. Started off with one size. We've got I think ten, seven or ten variations right now. I can't remember exactly, and then we've got a whole bunch more coming. So. Yeah, always trying to be one step ahead of things and making sure that uh, we got everything covered because, you know, the vinyl industry changes fast, uh, as we've seen over the past few years. There's uh, all sorts of different, you know, box sets, collections and all that sort of stuff that people want to keep, want to keep safe, right? For sure, for sure. Uh, tell us a little bit about your own experience with SS. Were you like a day oneer, or how, how did you get, get brought into the organization? Actually, it's kind of funny. Um so I was working uh, post pan post pandemic, um, post the worst of it, uh, just at a fulfillment center, 
warehouse kind of thinking, ah, do I really want to go back to what I was doing before I was doing marketing stuff at a, at a car dealership that really wasn't my thing. So, um, yeah, we were doing distribution for a few different companies and then vinyl store solutions came in. And honestly, at first I was going, ah, you know, it's, it's record sleeves. They're out there. They're a dime a dozen. And then, uh, the first time when I saw them, I was like, okay, yeah, no, they're pretty clear. I didn't honestly didn't get the dual pocket thing at first either. I was going, I don't get it. Why would you want to seal it up and never touch blah, blah, blah. And then I met Mike and he kind of showed, showed me how it all works and it made sense. And yeah, my entire collection is covered in, uh, or protected by VSS sleeves right now. And, um, you know, earlier, or I guess later last year, towards the end of 2022, Mike was looking to kind of move on and semi-retire and we'd been doing the fulfillment and distribution for him for a couple of years so you know he uh came to us and said well you guys interested and uh so yeah we took over uh january 1st so yeah myself there's uh kayla and jessica and you know i am the vinyl guy there uh you know i'm the one with the collection everything so as soon as they had the opportunity they said okay yeah you're gonna be uh you're gonna be helping us out with this stuff a little more because you know, I know, I know what I'm talking about, I guess. Well, tell, well, tell me more about that. So, so you're the de, the de facto, let's call it subject matter expert amongst the team. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your record collect, your own record collecting journey and, and what that looks like. And do you have a big collection or you, is it emerging? Well, how would you describe it? Um, so uh, I've slowed down a little bit. I went pretty hard when I was still living at my parents' place and, uh, Anytime I had a, an extra 20 bucks in the pocket, I was going to the record store. I just keep looking over at it. There's about <laughs> a few hundred in there. And I think, you know, kind of like most people my age, I'm in my 30s, got started when I opened up my dad's record collection one day and pulled out the Led Zeppelin and the Pink Floyd and, you know, sure. listening to all the stuff that my buddies were into. And the first one I remember getting, my dad said, okay, if you like that, check this out. And he pulled out uh, King Crimson in the Court of the Crimson King. He said, if you like Pink Floyd, this is like Pink Floyd on acid, which I always thought was funny because Pink Floyd was on acid. But uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been my first one. I was probably about 15, 16 years old. And for a while, I just kind of took records that I liked from my dad and then, uh, you know, started getting a few of my own, uh, you know, newer stuff. I'm a big Third Man Records fan, so I was... Uh, you know vault vault subscription for a while there so i got a yeah. bunch of those those are super fun and yeah it's uh it's obviously it's always growing right you never you never stop collecting once you start accurate it's a hundred percent accurate statement yeah. right there <laughs> i'm definitely some of some of the customers uh that i talk to um i think would laugh at my collection just based on what i hear their uh, size of their collections are but yeah. uh, yeah. i'm doing all right i got no complaints with it yeah, as long as you're happy, that's the most important yeah. thing, right? Uh, tell me a little bit about so, so as kind of took the 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 for lack of a better word leadership stake of VSS. It sounds like Mike is still involved. Is he like the product development guy? How, how would you find that relationship? Yeah, primarily? yeah Mike is definitely still uh, involved behind the scenes. He's always coming up with new ideas and products for us, and you know, just helping us on our way because it is you know it's still what been six months at this point and. Uh, you know, like I said, I know the vinyl community and we know distribution, we know that kind of stuff, but you know, always room to grow and learn. So yeah, he was actually just popped by the other day. So Sweet. always, always more coming from Mike and yeah, he's, he's right now helping us out with, like I said, the box sets, different sizes, making sure that 
all the main sort of, you know, uh, collections and, and whatever that people have, we've got something to cover. Like started off with the UHQR stuff and, mm. you know, kind of grow from there. Nice. Well, that's, that's a great segue. Let's kind of talk about the, the, the vast assortment of products offered about storage solutions. I'm, I'm privy. And I, I know if you're listening to this, you can't put it earlier, the dual pockets. So actually wrong dual pocket, right? Nice yeah. and clear Can slide it out the back. I mean, it's easy access it, home run for me. And I learned about the product through Mike, I think the a video with Frank Landry at channel 33 RPM yeah. up there in Canada. And that was kind of my indoctrination into it, right? And so, and I've I've found my own journey in terms of finding the right product for me is I didn't know. I got a pack, figured it out. And and there's been some products, like I, I tried the gatefold sleeves, wasn't exactly for me, but then I found that like some people Frankenstein and they put like two sleeves together. So there's yeah. all these different kind of hacks and so forth. But going back to the actual assortment, what, do you, what would you say is probably the bread and butter for vinyl storage solution? Is it those? A dual pocket sleeve. Yeah, the dual pockets, uh, the the sealable ones there where you get your jacket in one pocket and you just tape shut and, you know, you never have to worry about, you know, getting fingerprints or dust or anything in there. That's that's definitely the the big hitter there. Um, uh, A lot of the dual pockets, but there is, you know, a, a wide variety of people, right, obviously, and a lot of purists who want just the single pocket and they'll flap. You know that's that's what they know. That's what they like, and so got that too. So, but yeah, dual yeah, cause pocket. I, yeah, because there's there's like dual pocket. There's tape on the body. There's tape yeah. on the actual flap. So I mean, it, it, it's a wide variety of like you know, one size does not necessarily fit all, right? I, I think even yeah. I don't know if you still offer it. Sometimes the flaps were just tuckable if you didn't even want to have yeah. the adhesive on them. So uh, it, it definitely speaks to trying to appease uh, or at least satisfy all those kind of different variant people that you're kind of talking about. Oh there. yeah, for sure. And like I said, there's not only such a variety of people, but such a variety of, I don't even know the word I want to use for it, but just different sizes and styles of jackets and, you know, records and stuff, right? Like I've got one that's literally a 13 inch record that I don't have a sleeve for because you need to make it. It's right at 13 inches. Right. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It says there's it's stamped on. It's one of my third man ones. It says y'all's record player ain't big enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should have said y'all y'all don't have a sleeve big enough. Yeah, okay. my my sleeves ain't big enough either. <laughs> now it's funny. It, it, it's funny you said that too because uh, before I find vinyl storage solutions, like I was getting those like single sleeves, putting my record behind there, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But I really wasn't like top of mind that there are little nuances. Some sleeves are all sleeves are not created equal and all record jackets are not created equal and yeah. you know like i the product i usually default to is that 12 inch dual pocket um you guys did a really smart thing my opinion uh in having the 12 and three quarters for yeah. thicker spine things because you know like if you're using that 12 inch and you're just trying yeah, like a tone poet for yeah. example yeah it's super snug right or even like i i got a copy of uh, a love supreme by john coltrane original from 65 Nice. A little snug, right? So, but that twelve and three quarters, right on it. Um, you, you mentioned the thirteen inch. Some of those, some sleeves are just a little larger yeah. than you know. So, so even for me, who's been collecting a hot minute, right, a decade or whatever, I'm still learning that. Uh, <laughs> just when you think you have it figured out, yeah, so much, right? 
the funny thing is you mentioned the 12.7 12 and three quarter um that thing is literally four millimeters bigger than the 12 inch but the difference it makes for that fit is it's huge and that's what that's what it is right it's those little tiny differences in jackets so yeah if you hold the two up beside each other you're not going to see a difference you took the words right out of my mouth because literally when I'm when I'm processing because right now I'm, I'm I'm in the middle of a big task I'm literally ultrasonically cleaning my entire collection and and archiving it through your guys sleeves right good luck and, that's gonna take well, a long time yeah this, this is it's kind of like walking uphill with no end in sight yeah. and uh, but when I'm doing it I've got to have a pocket of the twelve inch I've got a pocket of the twelve and three quarter because some records I don't know until yeah. I literally have them in my hand that oops this is probably not a good fit again the tone poets um and some of the jazz titles are intentionally a little bit larger thicker spines uh the stout and jacket so you kind of have an idea Uh, the mobile fidelity i was just doing some mobile fidelity over weekend um but literally you just don't know until you've got it in hand and you're like oh here we go yeah and the stout and like the tip on jackets you talk always learning that's something i've never even heard of uh apparently i don't know as much as i thought i did about vinyl but you know (laughs) People emailing all the time, being like, "Okay, I've got this record. What sleeve will it fit?" So you know, always on Google looking up, blah blah blah. But yeah, stout and tip on that one was new for me. How? Uh, tell me a little bit about a product that um, I don't dip my toes in a whole lot because it does seem to be a very competitive. And that's the uh, the polylined inner sleeves, the yeah. the, the rice paper sleeves. Because I know you guys offer it, and, and it's probably not like like you said, it's not your signature offering, but. That's a very competitive landscape. If it's not the mobile fidelity sleeves, it's mm-hmm. a dime a dozen. I've heard rumors that it's all the same factory in China that makes them and yada, yada. And we don't have to get into that piece. But um, when you guys offer them, are, are those part of like the made in Canada pledge? Like a lot of your products I know have made in Canada. Is that also a made in Canada item? No, the the uh, inner sleeves do come from China. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, they are, the, they are that uh, high density polyethylene. Uh, with the rice paper, um, yeah, polyethylene. Uh, but like you said, there's a whole ton out on the market. And I mean, realistically, we know when it comes to those inners, people do have options, people have preferences. Sure. But, you know, they're on our site, they're ordering, you know, their outer sleeves from us. So why not offer them right there? So, you know, they don't have to go to two different places. They got, you know, pretty much the same product. Now we actually just very recently got our crystal clear inner sleeves back online. So those were something that Mike had made years ago. And then due to the whole supply chain uh, issues back in what, 2021, he had to discontinue them. People mm. loved them. We got just tons of emails like, when are the clear inners coming back? When are they coming back? So those are back as of uh, okay. earlier this month. So Breaking news. Let's go. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> We're actually in the process too, just to kind of differentiate our inners from the MoFi's and all the other ones. We're taking off that print along the top because they all have the same thing, right? The three arrows and mm-hmm. blah, 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 archival premium. Mm-hmm. You know, people know where the opening is. They don't need the arrows to point <laughs> up on the thing for them. So yeah. We I hope so. You would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll uh, differentiate ourselves a bit that way when it comes to those the, the rice paper inners. And we do have the round bottom offering too, which is a sure. little unique. Uh, yeah would you say going back to what i said earlier uh you know because a lot of the products when i get them and again my focus is the dual pockets primarily made in canada 
is is that a conscious thing or is it just like that's just how it started and a good relationship and you know there's no need to interrupt that because safe to say like if it was like a lot of corporations or companies you could find a way to send it offshore and do it cheaper is that something that's important to have it a product made in canada serviced by canadians yeah for sure and i mean that's all stuff that we inherited when we bought the company from mike um i know mike was very adamant he wanted to be you know made in canada and none of this you know kind of you know dime a dozen sort of almost alibaba aliexpress sort of, of stuff that you see all over the place so yeah made in canada and uh mike is a, a veteran of the canadian military so he was you know proud of that so that was i think part of the decision that went into that was sure know, keep things keep things local as much as possible cool uh well let's talk about uh not to say your whole business model but is it safe to say that most of the traffic and most of your volume is done through the website and direct sales? Or do you guys, uh, I think I saw on the website, there's a little bit of a European influence. Can you kind of walk us through your points of distribution? Yeah, so everything in North America comes from right here in Winnipeg. Yeah, uh, so I'm the guy picking them out, you know, packing up the boxes, putting your little thank you card in there. and hey. uh, <laughs> Yeah, we do have a European distributor, Mint Sleeves, over there just the cost of shipping is crazy oh. these days and especially when you're going overseas so um they take care of mint sleeves is great they take care of all of europe for us um you know we still ship to uh australia fair bit we get a you know handful of orders from new zealand uh stuff like that majority of it is coming through our website um we do have some retailers that carry the sleeves it's it's not our main focus but you know anybody who wants to have them in their record store you know, shoot us a message. We're happy to happy to talk. But uh, yeah, that's kind of yeah. one of my questions was: Is that something that's top of mind for you guys? Are you more in like a read and react mode of if you've got I'm making it up an amoeba or a larger volume store that reaches out to you? Is that kind of how you're treating uh, like direct retail? Yeah, yeah. It's not like something that we're currently actively you know going after. But like I said, people know people know how to get a hold of us, and we get uh, we get. Probably a couple dozen stores that carry our sleeves across Canada, a handful in the United States. So, nice. yeah. uh, touched on earlier, but you know, and we touch on with those inner sleeves, you know, like a, a product that is a lot of different competitors. How do you guys view competition as a whole, or are you just more focused on making sure your products are right, making sure your customers are happy, you know, dealing with customer service stuff with just a small eye on like what's changing or what's new from a competitive landscape perspective? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely not my area of expertise. I'm more of the customer service and, you know, fulfillment sort of stuff. Um, I, I think, yeah, for us, a big focus is just making sure we have that customer service is front of mind. We want to be, you know, getting back to people as soon as we can, helping people out, making sure people are getting the right products. And, you know, that, you know, we're almost a bit of a resource because we do recognize that it's it's a little overwhelming when you come to our website the first time and you see all these different sizes and different you know sure. styles flaps and pockets and blah 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 so i think yeah for me personally definitely is just trying to be that as helpful as i can and making sure that you know people leave having had a good experience you know whether they're first time buyer or whether they've been shopping with us for years you know you gotta make sure everyone's happy and yeah what would you say uh, in terms of like uh the delineation of roles like it sounds like it's like a three a triumvirate, right? It's yourself yeah. and, and, and Kayla and Jessica. So so yeah. how would you define, I mean, it's probably everybody kind of 
chips in where it needs to be. But how would, how would you kind of describe each of your distinct roles? Yeah, so Kayla's definitely uh, like the the business side of stuff. She takes care of you know ordering products, you know when we're dealing with manufacturers and stuff like that. Uh, Jessica handles most of our you know shipping and wholesale stuff. So anytime any retailers that are looking to carry our products, they'll be talking to Jessica. And you know if anybody has problems with shipping or anything like that, she's kind of handling that. And yeah, I'm the the product expert. I don't. I was really hoping that I could nail down like a job title before we did this interview, but just didn't get a chance this week. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the vinyl guy. You know, I'm the one who... Jeremy, I think you should just give yourself your own title. I, I think it's so fluid <laughs> that you could call yourself sleeve czar or, or yeah. final guy or senior director, vice president of sleeve satisfaction. I mean, there's... I like a, that. It's an endless vice, runway. <laughs> senior vice president of sleeve satisfaction. I'm going to go with that. I mean, rip it, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, business yeah, cards can print on Monday. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you your royalties every time we get some printed up. Yeah, that's all good. I'm happy to help there. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. Uh, before we kind of exit stage left here, I did want to ask, what, what would you say is probably the future of vinyl storage solutions in the sense of, um, I mean, you kind of hit on some some new products with the the box sleeves and stuff. Kind of give us a glimpse on, on stuff that's maybe not on the website now, but maybe in development stuff you can share. Um, realistically, yeah, box sets is the big thing right now because we brought in these new sizes. We had just tested a bunch out. We had a hundred of each, and like there was a handful of them that were gone instantly, mm. and you know some that we've still got 90, 95 of sitting there. So. Right now, that's a big focus is trying to figure out which which sizes are going to be kind of the, the go-tos for people and which sizes we want to focus on for box sets. Um, is that how you kind of, when you launch a new product, like there's an idea, you sample it, you, you, you do a limited production run, and then you just kind of throw it out there as kind of a nibble test, for lack of a better word. And then yeah. if, if, the, if the customer base responds, then you know you're on to something. Or do you guys do any kind of targeted uh, emails to customers and ask them for feedback? How do you, how do you kind of... Um, we don't need to email customers. They will email us and let us know what they're looking for, for sure. And that is not a complaint at all. It's awesome to, to hear from people and know what they're looking for because you know, it does make our job easier to know like this is what's in demand. Um, yeah, we do also do some stuff that's kind of outside of vinyl. Like we've got CD sleeves. We've got a new uh, dual pocket CD sleeve coming soon. Cool. Uh, comic book sleeves. Um, so, yeah, there's also that kind of stuff that said it's not i wouldn't say it's front of mind but you know if if we start hearing from people that they're looking for you know video game sleeves then who knows maybe we'll have uh nintendo games storage solutions coming up next oh man breaking news you heard it here first (laughs) no i could see you know like that's kind of been one of the things in the hobby is there's talk speaking of video games made me think of it is you know there are people who buy the video games kind of like baseball cards or sports cards and they have them graded and sealed and they have them sealed like permanently in the hard hard uh, back uh, like uh, like i guess hard sleeves right with a barcode on it and allegedly i don't know a lot about this area but allegedly vinyl is you know in the crosshairs of you know people buying records to never open them and collect them so I'm not trying to give you guys any R and D insights, but I mean, you said video games. I would not be surprised. That's I mean, another avenue. Collectors are collectors, right? Doesn't matter whether you're collecting vinyl, video games, baseball cards, coins. You know, when you're passionate about something, you're passionate about something, and you want to protect. You know, a lot of people do view it as an investment. Personally, I 
I like to play my records. I like the, sure. you know, the kind of the hands-on aspect of things, you know, sit down. One thing I really like about it is it forces you to listen to the whole record. You know, you're not skipping tracks and everything. So you intentional like that. Yep. Yeah. But there are those collectors who are, I'm buying this as an investment. I'm going to hand this down to my children at some point. Sure. Sure. Um, whether that pans out for them in the long run, whether they, you know, however many million copies of uh, Midnight's are out there right now, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know. Wait, you're telling me that my plan years ago to buy every copy of Huey Lewis and the New Sport <laughs> is going to fail? Because I, when I found out it, they sold millions of them, I stopped at about 13 copies and realized. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Tough one, tough one. Yeah, I got a couple of those over here, too. It, it's a great album and it's like one of those ones that when you're out at the store or the uh, thrift store or wherever and if you can you know it's two dollars like it feels criminal to leave to me that's one of my like i cannot leave it behind provided it's not some kind of crazy price if it's like two dollars and in great shape i can guarantee i can find somebody to give that to you but mine for the longest time was if i ever find chuck mangione feels so good for uh, <laughs> less than two bucks <laughs> yeah. i found it at the uh the electric fetus garage sale in uh in minneapolis for 50 cents and oh, it was all right. the greatest day of my life that's awesome love hearing yeah. that uh, before we uh, get out of here one one thing i just thought about and and, and curious your thoughts on it talking about collectors are going to collect you know, there's that old thing that like record collectors or anybody who's really, especially in adult life, hyper focused on collecting something, whatever it is. They say that that's probably something that started in their youth, like sports cards, whatever. For your collecting, would you say there's a lot, there's a direct line to you collected something back in the day as, as, as a youngster? And, and if so, what was that? Uh, I collected a little bit of everything. Um but the big one would have been Pokemon cards. Ah, there it is. That was the there Pokemon generation. Got to get them all. They, yeah. they, they, they get you too. They came up with that brilliant catchphrase, and then it's just like embedded, and you got to catch them all. Oh, you look. if I look back on it now, like how hard I was exactly what they were looking for. Like they marketed to me, and it worked like <laughs> perfectly. I was first in line for the movies. I had all the cards, you know. Anytime Burger King had a Pokeball that they were giving away, I had to go to right. Burger King. So funny. yeah, definitely. It's, it's been a lifelong thing of, I mean, not always as passionate as I am about vinyl or about the sure. Pokemon cards, but you know, my parents are in the process of actually moving out of their house, like my childhood home and going through some of the stuff there. I'm just going, why would I have ever thought this was worth hanging on to? But <laughs> you know, they used to say that about records too. And then here we yeah. are we're in the yeah. vinyl Renaissance quote unquote, yeah. right? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Jeremy, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you taking through a walk of Vinyl Storage Solutions. I know on, on YouTube there's several other channels who, who, who champion the product. If it's Scott Wilson at the Pressing Matters to Michael 45 RPM Audio File, yeah. a lot of fans of the product. I'm obviously a lot smaller than those channels, but I tell everybody and anybody, if you're serious about collecting and serious about taking care of your stuff, VSS is the way to go. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and walking us behind the scenes, so to speak. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you, uh, you know, having me on here and spreading the word. You know, we always use uh, a little bit of help spreading the word, right? Count on it. All right, my friend. Take care. See you next time on the Vinyl Community Podcasts.